previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex. What it is, is about learning how to have an orgasm. And for a woman, that is much more a learned skill. For guys, for example, they can pretty much rub up against a tree in Hoxton Square and something <laughs> exciting will happen. <laughs> but for women... Not for the tree. <laughs> I'll jump out and go, surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's kind of like good cop, bad cop, but with plenty of handcuffs. My name is Bibi Lynch and I'm here with... Oh, hello. Hello, my name's Miranda Kane and coming up... We're chatting to Shan Doxy, who runs a sex comedy club in London. The remit of the night is to get people to talk as honestly as possible about what sex they're having. So, Miranda, mm. you are a sextrovert. You've been there. You've starred there even. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Oh, do you know what? Sextroverts is one of my favourite comedy clubs in London. I think for me, because it's quite an open atmosphere and also the audience are just, they're rooting for you because you're talking about their experiences. Well, you know, experiences that a lot of them would have had as well. And something that sort of happened when I went there was uh, a couple of people came up to me afterwards and they had been sex workers or they were sex workers currently and they were talking about projects that they would like to do but felt that somehow and this is the thing with comedy in general everyone thinks that as soon as you get on stage you're going to get heckled and they thought oh you know something's going to happen with me and certainly when I started performing in general I thought oh (laughs) oh there's going to be picket fences and anti-sex work activists not at all no one could give a shit were you disappointed I was gutted frankly (laughs) I wanted I wanted it all um but no, it's, it, I, so for me, it's one of those spaces where I can tell people to go and just spend five minutes having a chat about something in your life that you you find funny. What what have you got in your mind about it? What are I you don't thinking? know, actually. I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm sensing free bowls of condoms for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> if that, I don't know if that happens. Car keys. Car keys. <laughs> How modern. Um, but no, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to find out. So let's, um, let's hear. I think good sex is understanding each other and your needs doing what your woman says that she needs you to do i.e. masking tape on the face getting a bit tied up maybe a bit of a swingers club threesome something like that i think good sex is when both people are fully in the room together i think bad sex is when you're more worried about what your partner is thinking in uh, judging you rather than whether you're having a good time and they're having a good time oh i think bad sex is just lying there and pretending to have an orgasm just to get it over and done with Sex Reverts is an LGBT comedy night that runs in Soho where the theme is sexual well-being, which Miranda has performed at and was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> and um, Thank you. so it has a bit of a weird history. Um, there used to be a night in Soho called Let's Talk About Gay Sex and Drugs, which was run by a performance poet called Patrick Cash um, in association with 5016 Street, which is a sexual health clinic who are amazing at dealing with chemsex. They deal with a lot of men who are, you know, using chemsex for whatever reasons, but they, they're not judgmental. They're like, wherever you're at in your life, on your journey, we will help you. And um, they're really like revolutionary. And particularly they deal with men who are HIV positive or at high risk of contracting HIV. Comedy! 
Friday night. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Keep it light. Keep it light. <laughs> yeah. But so what happened was, uh, well, exactly. So there was this night called Let's Talk About Gay Sex and Drugs. Um, I came in because I knew Patrick from being in a show that he did. He's a brilliant playwright. He writes about loads of LGBT stuff. I did a comedy thing in a play and I came along to Let's Talk About Gay Sex and Drugs to just do some like jokes between the kind of I'm recovering method, <laughs> like all of that stuff, which is all really, really important. And eventually... Um, David Stewart, who works at 516 Street, um, kind of suggested that we do a comedy-focused show. And that's been happening for the last two years. We don't care what they're doing as long as they're trying to be funny. 40% of my time is programming the night, writing mm. the jokes, promoting it. The other 60% is dealing with the politics that <laughs> surround it. Where you are feeling, and certainly it came to a head around like the elections and everything last year, where you felt like you couldn't talk about anything. So is that what you're talking about when you say you're dealing with the politics of the night? The word queer is supposed to be liberating. Yeah. The word queer is supposed to be kind of a shorthand for you don't have to identify as anything specific you're kind of figuring out your identity or at least I mean I think there's a bit of a generational thing as well like queer for me is in a nice way the kind of like Instagram green haired queers who are <laughs> kind of just like trying stuff out yeah I guess more like formally although like what's what's formal like someone on Tumblr <laughs> wrote a meme um but um I guess queer as a word has an intersectional political remit as well but then you know just because someone has a sexual orientation why do they suddenly have to be really political about it like it's all a bit of a mix but in terms of like managing the night the truth is we're still figuring it out and sometimes that's really great and like for me that is part of the material as well like identity politics is so rich and interesting right now um, I talked to someone that you know today uh, Matthew Todd yeah the brilliant author and his book Straight Jacket Miranda is incredible mm. and it's a revolutionary self-help book he was saying that and I was going to do you need the book now and he was talking about the shame and and the danger and 50 percent of trans teens try to kill themselves mm -hmm. so it's still a dangerous world there's a woman today a uh, black trans woman who was mm. murdered yeah. um in a transphobic attack yeah. it seems um the political current is so anti-queer i do think trans people get the worst of it i mean you can't really rank you know who's who's getting the worst mm. sex discrimination but i i feel like it saddens me how it is still urgent and um, again, I do feel like we have it so much like easier in London. My day job is I work in a kind of media company and I've put a rainbow around my office monitor and basically kind of go, hi, everyone. I'm the office gay lord. How's it going? <laughs> like, I do feel like we're living in a culture where being out is not as scary. But um, like what Matthew writes about his book of, you know, you've got the internalised shame yeah. from being othered. Doesn't even matter if you're in Soho and feeling safe about it, you've still got that going Yeah, on. it's definitely nice being in Soho feeling safe about it, but yeah. Can I ask you something about when you performed there? Mm. When you're in a, a setup that's there's a, a political bent to it. Mm. it does it colour how you what you perform did you try not to be political did you feel that this is the place to really go for it so for me it feel, it always feels really weird as a sex worker talking as a comedian talking about sex work I always feel a little bit difficult because to me my job is to stand on stage and to say to all the people who don't know anything about sex work is to take them by the hand and say I'm going to be a clown for an hour I'm going to be a clown for five minutes and I'm going to reach you by making you laugh and that means having to talk about some of the stranger aspects of my job uh, but to me that is how I'm going to communicate to you and I'm going to 
take you and I'm going to lead you on a journey that will eventually end in you going, oh, yeah, do you know what? I think sex work should be decriminalised, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't even know those funny words. funny thing happened on the way yeah. to yeah. 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 And they didn't even know those words before they saw my show. But when I talk in front of a sex worker audience, I am so aware that I'm A, preaching to the choir, mm. so that and, and B, also, I don't want them to feel like like I'm selling them out, like I'm like they're looking at me going, oh, yeah, well, of course you would go for the anal play joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can all do that. We can all do that. And it's like, yeah, you could, 20 sex workers in an audience that wouldn't, you know, but, but someone standing on stage for an hour in front of the public, mm. it's, you know, my job is to tell them about, about you guys so I it's always very tense and especially some of the sex worker activists you know I'm always very aware that I don't want to that I don't want to insult them and I don't want to insult their intelligence but there are places where we differ Mm. in in how I find it best to communicate to the public and their thing is to go this is what we want we want decrim and my thing is to go so have I told you about the time I fucked someone with a butt plug eh (laughs) (laughs) decriminal sex work good night (laughs) thank you (laughs) it's really good to do this night but then do loads of other nights as well because I think we get so bound up particularly if you're in an audience where they're so familiar with all the material the positive being that you can go further and you can be more detailed and more nuanced like there are some there's there's just some material that just goes down so well with a queer audience because they're like haha that's my lived experience do you know what i mean yeah. and, but you find that wherever you know the, you, the yeah. great thing is though with your audience is they're so up for people of their ilk to stand up and get talking like when I did the sex worker night mm. I think it was me and a few other people that were very much in the sex world like swinging and everything mm. but there was only one person who stood up I think she, she was right at the end and her first words were well um, I'm, I'm a sex worker and this is the first time I've ever done comedy and was, everyone just raised yeah. the roof it was at Margaret Corvid. Margaret Corvid, yeah. yeah. She's a pro-dom. The environment that we've tried to make is a space where exactly if people are from like any kind of you know area of the lgbtq community and when they do stand up at ye average open mic out like wherever there's stuff they can't do or they don't feel comfortable whatever we just try to make a little little kind of like safe space where exactly the audience want them to succeed because they're telling their stories the thing is though like no space isn't political when you think about it. We've made ours more overt, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's but to subvert that, subvert that, wouldn't it be to make it not political at all? So for so for someone to come up and not talk about anything that is their identity yeah. and their comedy, just be funny. I think there's this thing in comedy at the moment where, um, especially if you're doing an Edinburgh show, where it feels like you can't just be funny for an hour or you can't just be funny for 10 minutes. You have to have a point. And I think like me and Shan have had this conversation where we're just like, we just, can we just be funny? Yeah. Is that all right? I think um, that's true but also that's something that PRs have created is you know they give story yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. let's just stop the the comedy nerd bus just at the the, the, let's get on the the sex tram let's get on the sex tram (laughs) ding ding (laughs) for just one more on top that was a lovely divergence but we are the good sex bad sex podcast yeah I think I'm medium sex I just had to say that out loud are you getting average sex so what kind of things has there been about good sex and bad sex at Sextrovert? Ooh, the remit of the night is 
to get people to talk as honestly as possible about what sex they're having. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, we get some people who come and just like show off about the amazing, like <laughs> extravagant experiences they've had, which is wonderful. I was trying to put my finger on like yeah. biphobia, what that is. Um, and um, for me, the worst biphobia that I experience, honestly, it comes from myself. <laughs> it's the like self-loathing thing. And also the kind of thing of, you know, and again, reading Matthew Todd's book is like opening it. So I'm just like, am I just really closeted? Am I in denial? Or am I just, you know, am I attention seeking yes yeah. <laughs> yes but also yeah. you know what i mean like um where we've had people come along and talk about good sex bad sex i think okay the best example of it has been stephen bailey um stephen bailey's a brilliant uh queer comic um he's just so 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 good um and also he comes to the night and he's like right okay lgbtq one two three abc <laughs> i don't understand any of this i'm just gonna do my jokes and um i hope that we've given him a space where he can do some stuff that is more specific to you know like the gay experience but either way he just comes and smashes it every time which is great he has talked a lot about how like for a lot of people just like sex is really like embarrassing and shit and rubbish i mean and his thing i, I definitely i hope i'm not like stepping on any of his material like do go see him he's incredible <laughs> but um you know he talks about just basically wanting to find a boyfriend and in a way the pressure on him to be kind of like on grinder like hyper sexualized doing the kind of like um sort of instagram gay man thing is not nice or mm. sexy mm. um i mean he does an amazing i mean it's disturbing but he does an amazing kind of impression of like what sex actually looks like it's not nice but you're like oh it's real it's not nice a thing about the lgbtq experience generally or at least completely within my tiny tiny sample size if you are a marginalized group it feels like you can't just live your life in your sexuality you kind of have to keep doing the pr for your life as well there is a lot of pressure on people to perform this kind of like well i've come out as queer and since then everything's been amazing i'm a glittery unicorn who's always at an orgy and for a lot of people that's true and that's amazing <laughs> but yeah i feel like um, uh, i'm not invited no. but, um, no. you should yeah. do the catering bring nibbles yeah. <laughs> make yourself useful do you know what that is what we've gone wrong yeah just a Get in and through the, the back door. <laughs> and the doors close. Yeah. And the catering. <laughs> Mingle. Um, so if someone wanted to start a similar project, mm. say they were uh, outside of London and they wanted to start up their own LGBTQ, sex worker positive, sex positive kind of comedy night, what, what advice would you give them? Oh, just go for it, please. Just go for it. And um, don't worry about making mistakes. Um, also... Um, I mean, we've been running this night for two years now and it's only now that I feel like it's truly found its mm. voice and that carries on. And, mm. you know, we've changed so many things about the format and stuff. Also, um, the first night, uh, the first night we ever did, um, half of the people who came on were just my mates, a lot of them straight, <laughs> who just really supported the project yeah. and kind of wanted this to happen. I think... Um, like any comedy night or queer event, you just kind of have to give it space to grow. Oh, okay, wait, practical yeah. stuff though. Firstly, just find a pub. Every, <laughs> everyone's got a pub in their area and it almost always has a space. Um, fundamentally, a pub benefits from people buying drinks because alcohol is the unspoken real currency of comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like isn't it though? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you convince the pub that you'll get the thing is, maybe the first night you'll only get five people in, but then you'll get 10 and then you'll get 20 and people mm. will tweet about it. Um, just like, just like start, book your mates. Like if you think you can make enough on the door to pay a headliner who's a bit more recognized to pull in an audience, just do it. But what's valuable and what I 
okay, my favorite bit of sexual harassment, it's probably bad to say, is like when it's wrapped up, people just stick around for drinks and couples have formed there and stuff Yay. and yeah and people have got some d and that's great <laughs> and you know like people have had hookups you know what i mean it's kind of like it's meant to be i think if you create a space where someone might come along who's never been able to go to a gay bar before like just yeah, yeah that's my advice just do it and, and make a million mistakes and fuck it up royally because that's the only way you learn sextroverts what have we got coming up in 2018 what kind of themes so we have two nights coming up before the summer we've got the sex and money special which is on April 18th uh, where we've got a range of performers who've got something interesting to say about sex and money some are former or current sex workers some just had a cool spin on it and on June 13th we've got a night called who's queer is it anyway where we're going kind of unpack the things that we've been talking about like what even is queerness who owns it no one Thanks very much to Shan Doxy. Have a look at her stuff at Shan, but that is spelled S-I-A-N, Doxy with an E at the end, dot com. So, BB, do you think you'll be heading to Sextroverts Night anytime soon? Yeah, I think so. I think it sounds um, really interesting, but more importantly... F to the U. I'm going to finish your sentence to the end, to the end, to the where. I want it to be funny. And it is. My name is BB Lynch. And my name's Miranda Kane. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Sam Bonham. And come and get involved with us with Good Sex, Bad Sex. We're on Twitter. So if you go to at Good Sex, Bad Sex, triple X at the end. Look oh. at that. Look what we did. We're so sexy. Um, see you next time, sexers. Thank you.